Oh, by the way, folks, on the Swan Energy phone lines coming up in just a bit, we are expecting a phone call from a gentleman known as Jeff Roach. He's down, I believe, in the Houston, Dallas, Corpus Christi area, that side of Texas. But uh, basically what's going on is North Face has rejected an order. Now, we did a story last year on this. You can go to thecrudelife.com and check it out with uh, uh, Drayton uh, Mars, where Patagonia rejected his order last year, November. And this year, the media has picked up on North Face rejecting some orders. And Jeff Roach finally went, he said, enough's enough on his LinkedIn account. He said, enough's enough. So it's a social media scream this morning. Here, I mean, boy, I tell you, people are getting upset. They're getting upset. And the idea, did you know that this is so ridiculous? Okay, North Face does fire resistant clothing. Yeah, it's stabbing yourself in the face. I mean, it's it just doesn't make any sense to me. But how? Plus, aren't their products probably created and or transported by petroleum products? I just... Well, where let's just take away the whole ridiculous argument. And I think Moochie wants to jump in here. Real quick. Uh, Frackleberry yeah. Hound. Yeah, M- Moochie's her name, her given name, given name, her given name, her Christian name. Frackleberry Hound is her stage name. Yeah, and and we are recording the podcast here, so technically we're on a stage. So Frackleberry Hound. No, the part that I don't understand is where's the shareholders? Where's the where where are the board? the chairman of the board to say you can't be just contradicting yourself in the same sentence. Like I don't understand this polarity of, you know, F you, Mm -hmm. we're not going to use you when your product is made out of that. Yeah. And taking that stand and especially in an economy like this, it's like everybody should be trying to help each other out. We should be spending money, pumping it into the economy, helping, you know, making sure things are working out right. By the way, folks, coming up later in the program, in the second half of the hour, the work hard portion, we have U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer. And I'm going to ask him that question, actually. I'm going to ask him because I'm the one doing the interview. I got the bill today, man. Jenica got, has, uh, she's busy tracking down the uh, Texas Railroad Commission. Oh, nice. And, yeah, she's got Christy Craddock lined up. And then also... Uh, she's got somebody in Wyoming and uh, another person in um, I forget where, but she's got some big, big ticket, big ticket items as well. Uh, but U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer in the second half of the program, we're going to have a little bit serious talk because I I, I got to find out what's going on with this new administration coming in, these federal lease bans, uh, also what we were just talking about as well. I want to ask him ab- about that. So Moody River Band is the band that you're hearing that you're hearing. Not hearing, hearing, you're hearing. See, it's it's play hard, man. My, I got to drink some more coffee some more here coffee this there. morning. Yep. Uh, Moody River Band is the house band that we have right now. And if you would like your band showcased, if you're an independent musician and you would like your band or music showcased here, uh, shoot us an email at studio at thecrudelife.com. Studio at thecrudelife.com. The Swan Energy phone line, 701-318-4946, 701-318-4946. And here it comes, ladies and gentlemen, our guest of the honor, honor of the guest. Hey, good morning. Good, hey, good morning, Jason. Hey, good morning. How are you doing here? I'm good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. We have you recording right now live, if you don't mind. Oh, sure. Great. Okay. Good morning. 
Good. Good morning to you. Sterling's joining us. By the way, Sterling grew up in Saudi Arabia. Uh, his dad worked for Aramco, so he uh, worked for an oil and gas uh, community. But the actual community was a uh, town with a school and all that other stuff that was only oil and gas children and families of, uh, of uh, Ramco. Isn't that weird? Uh, not weird. Wow. But yeah, I mean, we, we always talk about, you know, the oil and gas community is the CEO and uh, the roughneck and the chemist engineer and the flower shop on Main Street and the cafe owner. But <laughs> Boy, over there, man, it was uh, actual just workers there. But anyway, so um, how are you doing today? Where are you out of? Uh, I live in Houston, and uh, I do most of my work in the, in, um, in the Shell and the, the plays in Texas and Louisiana. And what was the name of the company you work for? Uh, I work for a company called Houston International Equipment. Houston International Equipment. And what is it that Houston International Equipment does with the oil and gas industry? Uh, Houston International Equipment uh, serves the production side of the upstream market in the U.S., uh, and we provide chemical injection products and services to the natural gas and oil um, uh, well sites. Okay. How's business going? You know, business is um, we are seeing signs of uptick. We're not we're not seeing uh, a lot of fruit of an uptick yet, but but we are seeing some indi- indications that that uh, 2021 is um, 2021 is going to gradually open back up for us, and we're really excited for that to get our folks back to work and um, and you know start seeing uh, you know that 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 V recovery that everybody is uh, hoping for. We we're uh, we're right now we're kind of recording a uh, pilot program. A morning show, if you will. We're going to have a morning show in January uh, every day so that people in the industry can start their day. It's called Play Hard, Work Hard. The first hour, uh, Play Hard, which is your part of it right now, where we're going to talk a little bit more, you know, lighthearted topics and, and that sort of thing. And then the second hour, like we've got U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer coming on and a little bit okay. more. Yeah, a little bit more serious topics. Yeah. yeah, and you know we'll have and we'll we, you know we can have you back in the second hour, but we'll talk a little bit more specifically about your product, a little bit more specifically about what it is that you guys do, that sort of thing, because you know that's some serious stuff, and not everybody yeah. you know that's it's hard for people to digest. But if we could have a little bit of fun in the first hour, talk a little bit of stories about Saudi Arabia, a little bit of news, a little bit of sports. <laughs> That sort of thing. And, and we're, today we're talking a little bit about news. And so, you know, Mr. Jeff Roach, I appreciate you coming on today because I saw your social media post. We call it a social media scream here where somebody's had enough. They've just had enough. Yeah. And, and I, I chuckled because um, I think that you represent a lot of people right now, which is I've not, I'm not one to get involved with social media spats, but boy, I can only, you know, as Popeye says, enough's enough or whatever. So uh, talk to me a little bit about the process that you went through that you finally said, okay, I'm going to call out uh, North Face for their hypocrisy on what they're trying to do to oil and gas. Yeah. You know, um, first of all, I'm not the voice of anybody. Uh, I'm just a normal oil and gas guy and uh i I run a run a run a division of a a small company we got a few employees and so i'm not i'm certainly not a uh, an authority on on this but but i 
you know, I, I have been on social media for a long time. I use it, and um, and I've always used it for the typical things. But you know, I've I've got a I've got a pretty good connection base. And and uh, when I read that story of of Innovex and the fact that that they were they were really just denied the ability to buy the product simply because that you know they were an oil and gas company. I tell you, Jason, what what really what really got me was the response of the VF Corporation when they said um, the reason that we're not going to take your order is because it doesn't fall on our standards of companies that we want to be associated with. Uh, alcohol companies, tobacco companies, and adult entertainment companies, and oil and gas. Now, I don't have any problem with alcohol or tobacco companies, you know, personally or anything like that. Uh, but, but to, you know, to lump us in with um, with these companies that have this negative stigma, you know, we're, it, that's just more criminalization uh, of, of our industry. And in light of everything that's gone on in the country and, and um, you know, people just don't really understand the oil and gas industry unless you're in it and they're you know the, the, the hypocrisy of, of of making a stance like that behind a plastic keyboard that was manufactured with the very product that you're that you're uh, that you're taking this harsh stance against and um, you know I normally don't speak out I'm not a you know I'm not a troublemaker or a, a fight picker or anything like that but I just thought dang it you know, uh, you know, enough's enough, and I can tell you that I've, I've had, um, I've never had a post or anything like that go like this one, and it, it's, uh, it's almost fifty thousand views in less than twenty four hours, without, without one negative comment on the thread, and, um, you know, when, when, I, when I got to investigate in VF Corporation a little bit more, I found out that Bulwark. Uh, FR clothing was was a part of it. I was wearing a Bulwark shirt when I made the post. That's a that's a staple in our industry, and they have no idea um, how how widespread our support for this could be if we could get organized. But our problem is the oil and gas industry is huge. We have many voices, but we but we're not organized, and and we would rather get up and go to work and put our boots on talk to our kids on facetime because we're in the middle of a 14-day hitch and uh then then rally and protest well i'll tell you what you are actually being part of the organization right now because the reason we're, we're doing this pilot program is we're showing uh people what it's going to sound like what it's going to look like how we're going to interact with the audience because if you think about it you know Having a daily program that has people like you on talking about current events in ways that affect you on a regular basis, and then, like I say, in the second hour, we can have a little bit more serious talks with some some things that decision makers need to hear and uh, that sort of thing. But also, we, we need some of this lifestyle stuff talked about because, you know, like you mentioned, North Face has got a pretty big customer base with oil and gas when it comes to their FR clothing. And yeah. if there was a, it, well, I'll just be, I'll, I'll be up front here. Is it time to boycott it? Well, I, you know, I don't even know. 
I don't even know how strong a word that is. That's how uninvolved I am. I hear about boycotts. I have never been involved with a boycott before. Uh, I've always thought, you know, if I if I really need it, is my little purchase really going to make a difference? But it does. It, it absolutely does. And when companies buy thousands of dollars of these FRs, logo, you know, logo their their company name on it and hand it out to the to every every field employee that they have. You know, it's a very bulwark brand, especially unlike North Face. Bulwark is a very commercial brand. It's not a resident. It's not a uh, it's not an individual brand that you you know that you see in clothing stores. You got to go to a specialty store, or a, you know, a tax store or something like that to get very commercial brand. And I really think that the reason I listed Bulwark is, and I, I hate even saying this, Jason, but that's where we can hit them. That's why that, that's why I bring up the question about if if there's an if it's a time for an industry boycott are we hearing about that what you know wh- where is it at at some point because that, that it's a pretty bold statement and and we've been trying to have this discussion for a few years now on this program that you know the oil and gas industry has to understand that this is a different battle than they're used to because they're trying to turn the oil and gas industry into the next big tobacco. And what you just mentioned is exactly that when you started the program was, was that, that's what that, that was their rationale was that we, you know, they're, they lumped uh, the oil and gas industry in with the sin taxers. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's absurd. That's absurd because the oil and gas industry is, is far from the porn industry. Well, I mean, it's just, the, it's just not, well, you know? Mar- Marlboro's don't heat your home and can't Joe Camel doesn't drive your car. You know, there's, there's, a, exactly right. there's a little bit of yeah. difference too there. So, well, um, and, and Jason, you know, I, I, I'll tell you that the oil and get the people of the oil and gas industry typically are the, you know, a, a huge part of the moral backbone of our society. And we not that I'm on a high horse or anything like that, but we typically take the high ground when it comes to these fights and the, the, the enemy, I'll call them the enemy does not take a high ground. They get organized and down and dirty and will do anything to win and do anything to get their, get their word out. And, you know, we just, you know, we, we don't want to hurt the people that, that uh, that might work at these companies, you know. Maybe, you know, we, we, we'll we'll take the position. Well, it's not really the employees' fault that the company takes this stance, and we don't want to hurt those people. So let's, you know, we'll just kind of let this die. And they don't believe that. They don't take those stances, and that's why they win. That's why their that's why their minority voices are way louder than our majority voices because. They don't take the high ground. Well, maybe it's time to start taking the low horse and the low ground. Sterling, what do you think on this, huh? What, Sterling, let's let's. Uh... Well, no, I think everything that's being said is is spot on. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me, especially in in this type of economy where you've got companies spiting each other. Uh, you know, over philosophical issues when we need to be trading back and forth, and that. I'm pretty environmentally friendly, as I think most people are. They want the earth to still be around, but we also want electricity. I'm living in a place where it's about 22 degrees today as the high, so I'm appreciating my natural gas. 
uh, and every petroleum product that was, you know, put in my clothing and everything else. So, you know, we're tearing each other down for no reason. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So I really appreciate, you know, that kind of statement because I just think it's absolutely ridiculous in this type of world and economy to, to reject something based on something that's so silly. And, and like you said, you're just hurting the people that work for the company. You're not hurting the company itself. Well, and that's sure, the other yeah. thing is, you know, by the way, we do have a interview request into the CEO and the president of uh, North Face. We put that in this morning and hopefully they'll come on the program because I do want to have a talk with him about this. I, I do want to find out what he's thinking and if he expects that there's going to be any you know blowback or resistance or any impact against his FR clothing bulwark and um, that sort of thing. So there's a legitimate conversation, and he should come on the program. He should come on here sure. and explain himself. So my question to you, Mr. Roach, is that if uh, you were to ask the CEO or the president of North Face a, a question, or you had 30 seconds or uh, 60 seconds with him, what, what would you want him to know? Or what question would you want him to answer? You know, I, I would just, I actually reached out to the CEO of, uh, or the, the highest person I could find with, with Bulwark. I haven't heard back yet, but I would just want to know, is that really your position? Because for the life of me, the business side of me, even if that's your personal position, why in the world would you make that your professional position? What could you possibly gain from that other than recognition from the liberal left? And that's not a, that's not a political statement. That's just the people that are typically involved with these movements. What could you possibly gain by, by rejecting a, an order for 400 embroidered jackets? Yeah, to get some sort of environmental-friendly merit badge, I guess. You know? Exactly. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I will sell our product, really, almost to anybody that wants to buy it, because that feeds the employees of the families that manufacture the products and and that and that sell the products of the company that I, that I work for. And you know, who am I to 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 discriminate about the business that comes to us? We're 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 scrambling for business right now in our industry and, and, uh, you know, trying to get every, every dollar that we can. And for this CEO to want to do something special for his employees and then get denied. And when you read his letter, he, he, he was taken aback by it and thought about it and it ticked him off, you know, and then he wrote the letter. Um, he didn't react initially, and, uh, and and he came back and reacted, and that's when he got the response. But um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy, you know. It's just it's just crazy, and you know the the, the more of these people that I'm affiliated with, I, I I serve on the national board for a group called Oilfield Connections, and um, we're just a bunch of people that meet once a month at various locations across the United States for lunch, and we you know we give money to to charities. And to, 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 to groups that uh, that are associated with our industry, and um, we're just good people, and we 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 really don't have time to fuss and to fight. We we go to work every day, and that's the reason that uh, that I, I guess I'm a little more passionate about this topic than than I have been about others that I've read. I've not gotten involved in any of these things before, but you know, dang it, the 
the the people of this industry are are hurting right now. We we see some light at the end of the tunnel, but to be shunned, I use that word in the post, to be shunned by a company like North Face is just an absolute an absolute slap in the face. That's not for you, is it? (laughs) Gotta run out now. No, no, it's not not for me. Okay. I'm stationary. I've had you know, one time I was we had a caller call in on a sports radio talk show I was doing and all of a sudden he dropped the S bomb. He's like, Oh shit, he says. <laughs> he he someone hit him live while we were talking on the air. He was he was going off about the Vikings defense and then he got rear ended. <laughs> and then he kept talking and then the co host goes he goes, Mike, shouldn't you maybe go take yeah, get, get his insurance number or something like that? He just kept railing on the Vikes defense. Like, well, anyways, but that's professionalism, right there. So, well, you, you were going pretty passionate there. I didn't know if you were getting pulled over. You know, sometimes the no, foot, no, no, I get, the, no, the, the, the foot could get a little heavy with the passion. Yeah, it can, especially in these big oil field trucks that burn all this fuel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing is that listen, at the end of the day. What we're talking about here is some some new form of accepted leadership. Okay, so what I'm looking at is that what we're trying to do here with the crude life is we're just going to try to take back the conversation. So having you come on is a very big part of this. Having Sterling come on, whose background is what it is to actually introduce us right away to an international audience is very critical. So what we're looking at here is saying, okay, we're, we're, we're done with this playing the low horse and low ground stuff here because what you're talking about is getting rid of your, of your fire-resistant line. That's what you're talking about now. So if you're seriously going to start picking a fight with the oil and gas industry when you've got an entire line of clothing that specifically sells to the oil and gas industry, so you're talking about getting rid of that line and you're talking about a new level of leadership that apparently is acceptable by your shareholders. Because what you said earlier made a lot of sense, which is clicking and clacking behind a plastic keyboard about some personal uh, observations or some personal feelings versus a business decision. Those are two completely separate things. And now they're starting to really mingle mingle and mix them together a little bit. Are you you following me here, Mr. Papa Roach? Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know, you mentioned, I mentioned Bulwark because that's a brand that really hits home. But if you look at the other brands that the BF Corporation represents, it's brands like Wrangler, uh, Lee, Jansport, um, Walls, Dickies. It's, these are some major, these are some major brands that BF Corporation owns and operates and and distributes and uh you know i i I was thinking about the post and i said if i'm going to do this i knew it was going to kind of open up a can of worms how do i get the how do i get people's attention i knew bulwark would get oil and gas attention but these same people that wear the bulwark frs are wearing wranglers on the weekends Mm -hmm. you know and dickies Uh, and dickies and dickies you know what walmart is a huge dickies distributor um, well, you're talking, you're, you're talking blue collar, man. I mean, as American yeah. as you get right there. Salt of the earth, blue collar, 
But United States majority of people. And and you look at the oil and gas supply chain, that is about as blue collar as it gets. Now there's some white collar and their collars are really white and really pressed and really starched, but the blue collar is still pretty blue, man. Um and yep. and here's the thing that here's the part that really irritates me that I wish the elected leaders and I wish the appointed leaders would figure this out because they keep forgetting this. A lot of the truckers, a lot of the people like me in communications, a lot of the people who work in steel and, and different fabrication and pumps and things like that, the supply chain, if you will, they're not considered mining. They're not considered oil and gas. I'm considered communications, actually. A lot of trucking people are considered transportation. So when we take a look at the oil and gas industry, what they do not understand is it is not just the oil and gas industry. It's like twice as big. And I don't think the industry quite understands that. A lot. Yeah, I get the business originates there. But uh, are you following me on that? Or did, am I, is it a little too existential energy here? We like no, to do, no, no. we, we, we no, do I, like existential energy here. So. Well, well I'm thinking, I think it's even more macro than that. <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. I, yeah. think, it's, I think it's a lot, it's, it's not twice. It's, it's global. It's the global economy. It's, it, it affects everything. I mean, everything we do, uh, even, even if you talk about a solar wind farm, you know, the, the, the tractors that clear the land are oil and gas, you know, the, the, the fuel that delivers the material, everything is energy, everything, and even you the composites and it. I mean, what the turbines are made of probably have oil or petroleum product in them on some yes. Yeah, right. I yeah. mean, it's. Yes. Yes. They, you know, you know, we, you know, in North Face, I, I researched, I've never researched North Face before, but they've got this, <laughs> they've got this goal of being, um, you know, um, having some kind of energy sustainability program by 2025, you know, they, they, they throw these programs out there to look good, but there's absolutely no possibility of attaining them. You know, you, you, you can't get away from the fossil fuel and the natural gas energy part of, of our country and really even, even the world. Um, and it's just a shame that it's, uh, it's seen, you know, everybody sees the fracking and the, the, Oh, we're exploding the ground and we're lighting water on fire in Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, we're killing the birds and, you know, you know, they have a dead bird that they find in a containment somewhere on a well site. And then these activists go nuts. And, and that's not our industry, (laughs) you know, (laughs) It's just not our industry. Uh, so, you know, I get a little wound up about it, but this industry fed my family. My, my kids are, are, are grown now, and, but uh, but they fed my family for many years. And and it wasn't the corporate America in Houston that did it. It was it was these it was these field production foremen that bought my products. And, you know, these pumpers that that they didn't make a lot of money, uh, but but they bought my product and they bought my product because it was a good product and it was a relationship. And, um, you know, the oil and gas business is built on relationships and, uh, you, you, you'll find people in our industry that, that have been through four or five of these ups and downs and, and it always comes back up. But when people say, and you know, you'll have some people that leave and do other things, but, but, 
you know, the people that are in this industry, they, they won't leave. And if you ask them, why won't you leave when you shuck it all the way down to the cob, it's usually because of the people. It's, it's usually because of the people, the people that we work with, the customers we serve, um, you know, the, the, our fellow employees, you know, even our competitors are some of our best friends. And that's the way our business is. And that's the reason we have a hard time fighting, you know, against these folks that, that, that hit us with nonsense because, you know, we're, we're, we're just not wired like that. You know, we're just not. We're looking forward to the weekend to get in the deer stand. And uh, well, yeah, it sounds like you guys are more family than colleague, and so it's you know, families are yeah have a hard time agreeing on any one thing. Well, Sterling, that's why Sterling's going to fit in fine here because he actually grew up, you know, in one of those little the oil commune in Saudi Saudi Arabia, so he understands that (laughs) that whole that that whole side of things. Was it ever called a commune? No, 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 compound. Compound. <laughs> compound, yeah. yeah. Yeah, leave the hippie word out yeah, of there. Exactly. Yeah, okay. No, yeah. Everybody there was working for Aramco Oil and Gas. You know, but here's the thing that, I, that really irritates me, okay, is that um, what I'm getting very tired of, especially in the last year, but it's increased over the last four years, is you're starting to see CEOs, CEOs sling daggers and throw, throw rocks at at the industry like this because North Face has not come back with a comment yet. So no. not not only have I in the crude life put in a request, but I'm sure the Wall Street Journal and every newspaper in Texas and the Associated Press and everybody else. So I mean, I look at it like, okay, so at some point, don't they have to don't they have to be held accountable? And that's where the business part comes in again, where if this is the new way that we're doing business, all right, we got to stop every subsidy now, every single subsidy that's going to every one of these big companies that is starting to use their political uh, uh, aspirations as a way of doing business because they know they're going to get bailed out in the back end. All right, then we got to stop that crap right away because I can't think of any other reason why anybody else would do this. Do you, do you know what I mean there? That's anyway. So there's there's my soapbox in the morning. <laughs> I'd like to ask North Face because I think they were founded in the '60s. Why 2025 is their target date for sustainability? What have they been doing for 50 years? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well. Yeah, and, and, oh, go ahead. They, well, the really sad thing is, if they came out with a statement that says, "Hey, that was a local thing. That's not our corporate policy. We we um, we apologize to the oil and gas industry." You know what? We would just say okay you know and we'd we'd probably start buying them again and that's that's the really sad part of of the fact that we're that we're not organized they they're probably not going to comment because they're just hoping it goes away that's interesting because you know the oil and gas industry still does have to be based on results because otherwise you die so, yeah. so when you're based on results, otherwise you die. It's very hard to get into a ridiculous argument with somebody, and because you're you're too busy living. And well, it's it's, it's funny because anybody outside of the industry is kind of going, "What are they talking about?" And everybody in the industry is like, "No shit, man, you ain't kidding." And yeah. so, really, I mean, so 
when something like this comes out, it is hard to kind of engage into something like that because you're, I don't know. Am I, am, am I making any sense here this morning? Yeah. I, I generally, I don't think they're, they're interested in that philosophical or political debate. You know, most people I know in the oil and gas industry, they like saying, they just want to go to work. You know, they're well, really, they're, that's what I'm saying. And so they're so focused on the safety part and everything. And as long as, you know, they're making a good FR clothing, they'll probably keep getting the business because unless there's something, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, unless everybody shifts the business to the other FR clothing guy, it ain't, you know, it's at the end of the day, they still need their fireproof clothing because it is a regulation. That's the other part. That's the other part of this yeah, too. Yeah. And you know, and somebody, somebody on the thread said that I, I'd love for this to happen. Don't think it will because the oil and gas industry is still a margin based industry and we will get the best deals that we can. And that's, that's what I was going to get with is that if, as long as it's priced right and it does the results that the energy company needs, they're still going to get the business. And that's, that's the one thing that I go back to where in a world where things are judged on merit, that's, you know, it, it's still in, in, in the world of life and death, it still does, <laughs> you know, in the world of people sitting in their office, just saying, Oh, let's do this. This sounds fun. Yeah. My daughter and her friends say, we got to plant more trees. We better plant more trees, you know, or whatever it is. <laughs> well, it's how a lot of that stuff starts, you know? Yeah. And, Until the trucks and shovels show up, right? And or Nobody the or the or the bill, you know. Well, ask Germany. Well, Germany, they tried to go green. They were bragged about being the first green country for a long time. Well, then everybody's energy bill went up four times what it was when it started, and they had to burn a bunch of old forests that had a hundred year old trees in it, and they had to turn the coal plants on after five ten years. So. <laughs> All, all this, you know, puff up, puff up stuff was happening. And then when the reality came after a body of work was done, nobody wants to talk about it now because, yep. well, nobody wants to go to somebody and say, hey, if you go green, did you know you're going to pay five times the amount on your energy bill than you are today? Well, now that's a whole different conversation than what they're having. So nobody wants to talk about that. That's why we're going to. <laughs> so well somebody needs to yeah, so needs we're to going to conversation absolutely well I'll take the whole covid thing i haven't even heard one stimulus check for all the parents sitting at home watching their kids all day homeschooling their kids while they get you know direction from the teachers and yeah. things like that so well i mean at least that you'd think one person in america would bring that up one time on one talk show Right. And it never has. So we're going to be talking about topics no one else talks about. So anyway, let's give your company a plug here because, uh, well, first of all, the the voices and opinions heard by Mr. Roach are not of his company. They are of his. And um, unless you want your company to be attached to it, but I assume you don't. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I, think, I think that's an appropriate statement. <laughs> so, so we got to make sure we you know, take a shower here before we go to your uh, pr professional plug. Because you know, at the end of the day, we do need to give each other business and we do need to help each other out. And we do need to create a stronger bond and a, strength, a stronger uh, strength in numbers. And, and this is the way to do it. So uh, uh, yeah. Je Jeff Roach, you, uh, first of all, your company. And then secondly, give uh, give Oilfield Connection and the good things that Sarge is doing down there a plug too, okay? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. we're Houston International Equipment. We're chemical injection products and services and uh, based in Houston, Texas, office in Kilgore, Texas, and Kennedy, Texas, and uh, serve the great people of the Haynesville Shell and the Eagle Ford Shell. Um, 
you know, and uh, you know, Oilfield Connections is a great organization. I've been involved with it for just shy of a year. Uh, Sarge Summers is one of the most charismatic uh, personalities involved with that. We have chapters all over the United States, oilfieldconnections.net. And uh, I think that we've actually suspended some of the meetings for December and January because of all the, you know, the COVID-related uh, shutdowns and whatnot. But we're hoping to get back in full swing in February. So uh, I encourage everybody to get involved in a chapter. Uh, we do some real good work around the country.